we're back with the Danger Room's 24 Days of Christmas. This year, we're doing one episode per affiliation, each with its own special guest. We made an effort this year to bring in some guests from all over the world. Sit back, listen, and Merry Christmas. Hello, and welcome back to another Christmas episode of the Danger Room. This time, I have Tommaso Medici. Did I get that right? Medici. Yes. Medici. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Say hello to everyone. Hi, hello. Um, hello, welcome to Danger Room. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Tommaso, is from, he's from Italy. He uh, was at WTC. He, uh, I know he played Connor, also known as Insidiously Mad. Yes. And I heard this funny story about from Connor. He's like, yeah, so I lost to Foes. It was really thematic. And he played basically perfectly. And he told me that he never lost a game outside of Italy. <laughs> yeah, essentially, I still am beaten outside of Italy for now. In Italy, I lose. I kind of lose a lot, but uh, abroad, uh, no, uh, because I've been to um, team tournament in Spain and never lost. Been to a team tournament and a single in Manchester and never lost. And also WTC, I never lost. But uh, team games, team tournament, uh, maybe you get a better matchup. You can avoid your the thing that you scare more. So it's easier. Yeah, it's hard to read into the the win rates at WTC because a lot of people can have easy games or hard games or whatever. Like I dodge every cosmic ghost rider because I don't think my I don't think my list could end with so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, who's gonna lose the game this time? <laughs> that was that was kind of the the theme of WTC. It's like, well, who's who's going into Ghost Rider? <laughs> okay, so I know. You've been higher ranked on long chains with regards to foes, and I don't think the Italian meta is super uh, well known to the greater community. I mean, Diom Lord plays in the leagues; he's in the final the league this season. Um, but I don't really see the rest of you guys, so I definitely wanted to have have you guys come on the cast. Thank you. Yeah, so we'll talk about who's who's here. What are you bringing? I'm bringing Green Goblin, Docock, uh, the new one just released with the new core box, Rhino. Uh, Doctor Octopus, uh, the old, uh, the old one, Lizard, and uh, Splashes. We have Juggernaut, Crimson Dynamo, Beta Ray Bill, Bullseye, and Doctor Strange Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, let's go. Let's go over the tactics in the Crisis too. Uh, sinister traps, because I think if you're not bringing Sinister Trap with uh, Spider Force, there's something weird happening. Clean up, because I have to test it and can be nice if you need Doc Ock card. Well, it plans, I think, uh, if it's very strong card, and if you plan to play Green Goblin, you should bring it. Fall back, very strong uh, all-rounder card. This is a robbery, of course, with Rhino. Do you know who I am with Juggernaut? Eyes on the prize to get the central extract. Race, sacrifice, a mission objective. As crisis, uh, you have Mutant Madman, Infinity Formula, Riot Spark over Extremis. And uh, that's for the secure. And for extra, I have uh, the hammers, fear grips, scrolls, and monetes. We could rewind back to Goblin. He is the foe's leader. I would say a lot of people are maligned on Goblin. They definitely like kind of down on him. I think some people are like he's fine. Others are like he's not so great. Most people want him for well laid plans. That seems to be what's happening here. Yeah, it's pretty much the same. I think the leadership is a bit under the underwhelming, probably, I would say. Because it's not very far from a single role, so not the best leadership. And the model itself uh, is an average, probably four, maybe 
a bit lower than average, I would say now. Uh, but uh, I think the card itself that he can bring in a crisis with four, five, or even three, just to, to get some damage or get back at the token that you need, I'm playing and talking about wallet plans, it's very strong. And uh, every time I play Goblin, I play wallet plans. There's no, no way I'm not doing it. And yeah, it's not the best offensive character, but uh, in when you play against Spider-Man, it's nice to roll everything. Random question. Was Arch Nemesis relevant in your game against Connor? Uh, it was, but I whiffed because I, I used a spender on Spider-Man and did like four damage and incinerate. And then with the build thereafter, I didn't finish it. Ugh. I left it with one uh, health. And also on him, I didn't uh, roll the crit or wild with well in plans. So it would have been it would have been dead uh, earlier. Uh, well, in plans is sometimes uh, it betrays you, but most of the times for me it doesn't. So that's fine. Yeah, the odd, the odds at least do one damage is is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but sinister trap um, already being there, uh, your opponent has to, have to think about it. All right, so next up we got the new Doc Ock from Corbox 2, Sinister Scientist. He's also the new foes leader. We've been talking a lot about well-laid plans. This model cannot play well-laid plans. And that's the saddest part about him, I would say. Um, but uh, I'm playing, I played a little bit. I'm playing a lot against it. And uh, it's a nice leader. I would say that it's all around a better for the Goblin because uh, I think his card is better. But uh, the leadership, I still think it's kind of middle of the pack, I would say. And the thing I'm struggling more is that there's not really many synergistic foes with him. Like, you, most of the time you're going to play Rhino Lizard. But overall, it's a nice leader. It's very mobile, it's a great throw. Uh, he can put Incinerate. Uh, yeah, um, I like him. And also bring a, bring the card. Uh, the card, uh, uh, no, it's, I selected the wrong card, but not clean up. Uh, it's, this is our day. Do you like that card? I mean, it's not in this list, but how do you feel about it? Yeah, no, because uh, I, I, I misclicked the card. That's why. Oh, true. Yeah, we can't even play clean up. Okay. I put clean up, which I can play. Uh, what is, what, it, yeah, it's, this is our day. Uh, I tried a couple of times. It's hard to pull a good uh, this is our day turn. But I think it has some potential, so I'm keep I want to keep testing it in in crisis where there are more tokens, so you can use it better. Yeah, the timing is a little weird in that you have to like be down on VPs, but maybe you can play like Shield does, where you just kind of make attacks instead and purposefully go down by like one and then play it. So I'm not sure. Maybe someone will figure out. Yeah, exactly. I see a future where I got it from the list to something more generic, like Escort to Safety. So. Yeah, there's also a lot of new spider Foe stuff coming, so they might have some. Yeah, very excited. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> okay, and then we got Rhino. He's probably the, <laughs> the best affiliated model by far. Uh, yes, it's the best affiliated model. I would say, also say one of the best models in the game. It's just uh, crazy how, how much he can do in a game. And I was very skeptical when he came out, but after trying it, 
it, you're, ne you're never not playing your Rhino probably with Quadra Force. Maybe in some Marvel Crisis is not the best. Yeah, Rhino is just so uh, so all star. He just has like one of the best cards in the game. He's so fast. He does damage. He's got the terrain throw. He just can be anywhere and just start getting what you need to get done. Yeah, he's a model that after turn one is uh, al almost always uh, using uh, this two action to attack because it's just moving every time you attack. So you never have to move again, essentially. Yep, exactly. Then we've got regular Doc Ock from the original core box. This is probably for Wally plans, I'm assuming. Yes, and also personally, it's my favorite tree from uh, Spider Force. I think it's the, for me, it's the best of the trees that they have uh, the option for. I like it more than Lizard. Also because I think he's less boring than Lizard. That's a very toolbox card. He can do pretty much everything. Uh, well, he's not a big damage dealer, but you don't expect him to be a damage dealer. So it's fine. He throws characters. It's enough. Yeah, I heard some... When I spoke to Connor about your guys' game, Doc Ock seemed to be an all-star. Yeah, um, it's... It's very solid. I think uh, you can never go wrong in foes with the Doc Ock uh, pre-threat. Interesting. Yeah, I think most people would, would say Lizard would be their best three, but... Yeah, I know I'm special about that. I really don't... I mean, it's in the list because I think you should put Lizard in a, in a full list and can solve some problems, maybe in cubes, uh, but I'm not a fan. Yeah, that's fair. Lizard is, uh, he can kind of play proactive and grab things, but after that, it's hard for him to, to be relevant. Yeah, you just run away with the token. You move, you rotate between uh, Secures and do what you can. If they attack you, you're getting value out of him, but if they don't, you're just literally moving uh, Lizard around. Yeah, all of Lizard's power is, what's the word I'm looking for? Like his... Uh, Survivability or tankiness. Yeah, like all of his, all of his stats are into tankiness, mm -hmm. being slightly faster than normal. Yeah, no, Lizard Lizard makes sense here. I think most people would agree with that. And then we've got some really interesting Splash characters. So i just start with Juggernaut. Okay, Juggernaut, I would say, is my favorite Splash in Foes. Uh, because uh, I think uh, even at WTC, when I had uh, not the same list, but of course a list with Wakanda, uh, my main uh, Foes list was Green Goblin, the Cock, Juggernaut, Rhino, and uh, the Chew at 18 points. But most of my... Crisis priority. I think it's very synergistic with Sinister Traps because you can throw stuff into the Sinister Traps with uh, Do You Know What I Am, turn one, if your opponent makes some mistake. It's just, uh, he has uh, essentially one big attack a turn, so you use the Green Goblin leadership decently. You can use it only once, so you, he, he only does a big attack for turn. He's very mobile, like most of, Green Go uh, most of Spider Foes are all pretty fast on the table, so they keep up. Uh, nothing, I just found it very solid, and I think it's very good fit for them. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I like that. I like the do you know who I am into the into the sister trap. If they're trying to avoid it, they, they can't. So it's it's harder with doing only them. And then we've got Crimson Dynamo. He's kind of common these days. Yeah, it's a bit of a no-brainer for uh, like uh, a e crisis. It helps there because you need more survivability. A beam uh, is just a very solid model. You can put him in most least, I would say. I think four struggles on a very narrow crisis where there are not a lot of points. So they need more, more help with uh, the high attrition games. It seems to be most lists with like the down the middle scenarios these days. They're like, well, I need to be able to survive. So Crimson Dynamo is. Unless you're a guardian and you just need to shoot the opponent off the board. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this is what we've been seeing. So, all right, we'll skip Bill real quick. And then we got two threat, you got Bullseye. I think he's just the best uh, two threats in the game currently, I would say. I love Bullseye so much. 
or not having any kind of two threads still. I just pick the best one. I think he is the best one for them. Okoye, yeah, you don't really do anything uh, wrong. Uh, honestly, not a fan of models that cannot attack or they don't want to attack. Uh, maybe Toad. Toad would be nice, but I think uh, foes are, are really good in, in crisis, like uh, in handling points. So I think something more tailored for attrition is better. So Bullseye. I like Bullseye more. The cool thing about Bullseye is foes have a lot of like chip damage. Like you have Juggernaut does the auto damage. Well-laid Plants does chip damage. Sinister Traps does chip damage. Yeah, it adds up. So Bullseye can kind of come in and just clean up. Yeah, the chip damage adds up pretty quickly. That's also why I think they're very strong into Web Warrior, because Web Warrior tend to have uh, low health tool models, so every single point of damage, which is not going through a defense row, is a lot. And you have a lot of access to bleed, I find, as well. Yeah. All right, and then we've got Bill here. Bill is... My streak continues of every list having Bill. Congrats. Yeah, you wait pick... At least now you can pick Ella uh, if you want to do the same thing, more or less. But I think uh, Beta is just better, with, uh, especially with the new Dokok. It's a nice synergy because Beta Reveal often uh, is a bit struggling with power generation. So if they attack you, you at least get power to throw, throw stuff. Yeah, with the new Dokok. Yeah, exactly. And you can build a lot of power that way. He also just gets rid of those conditions. Um, I guess Bill's immune to incinerate, but uh, the shock and the slow is really nice. Also, he can put, yeah, you can put Shock, uh, which is uh, nice. Yeah, he's a very good model into Cosmic Ostrad. And then we've got Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme. We can also play Eyes on the Prize here, but what else can he do? Uh, he's just, uh, I think, I always find him as a solid uh, all-around model. He can do pretty, he cannot tank, of course, because you don't want to take hits, but he can shoot, he can move characters. It's not easy to play, uh, especially when you don't protect him. Uh, but uh, I always found him... Uh, very good uh, at uh, dealing damage, but even more good at controlling other characters. So in some in some crisis, uh, let's say if I play at 20, maybe, or even less, depending on what I'm playing against, uh, he's very good. And also I think that every list should have at least one Mystic Attacker. I can agree with that. I, I think having the attack type diversity is important. And I know uh, Connor told me you played Ancient One at WTC, and so it's another option. Yeah, Ancient One uh, was there in the least particular list because it also synergized well for Wakanda. And at 17, I I had to fit a uh, four trade splash in my full list. And I think it was the best because uh, uh, Wolf, uh, Web Warriors just don't like Mystic Attacks. Nowadays, I have to pick some, to put some Mystic Attack in my list. I would look for Strange or probably Electra because the Electra after Rata is, I think, is very strong. Yeah, I've been playing Electra in the timeline format, and she's been kind of awesome. Yeah, she is. I'm excited to play more of her for sure. The Grunt itself are really something that can help you a lot in the Crisis game, and you can just pick up a token and move back to a corner, so opponent is annoyed having to come to a corner and kill the Grunts. It's very nice to have. Yeah, Electra. Electra, I think, does a better job with the hand ninjas than Shadowlands Daredevil does. They can die and she can put them out a lot easier. She has the range three attack and she teleports and then they teleport like with her. Whereas like Daredevil has to like be next to you to make his grunts and it just feels really clunky. Electra is just really nice. Yeah, Daredevil is a bit more clunky. We should talk about some foes models that are missing from your list. I don't know. So Mysterio is not here. I think a lot of people either love Mysterio or hate him. <laughs> um, 
Where do you where do you fall on Mysterio? <laughs> uh, I like him, but not into Foes. I don't think he's very is a very good fit with Spider Foes uh, models and Spider Foes what kind of crisis they want to play because Spider Foes I I mean as far as I see them are all about mobility and being able to rotate between shapes. Uh, Mysterio is the opposite. Uh, so if I play Mysterio, usually I'm playing Syndicate because I like it with Daredevil or even Claw. It's hard for me to see Mysterio in a Spider-Flow roster. Yeah, he doesn't have great mobility, and his card is really designed around central points. He can't really affect points away from him that well. So yeah, I can I can understand that. Also, he's very bad in pay-to-flips, where Spider-Flow tend to be decent, or at least good. So Yeah, it's really kind of a shame that pay-to-flips are kind of tied to your defense, because these models, like Mysterio, who might be fine or not... <laughs> I think on uh, if you would be allowed to roll uh, uh, his Mystic Defense on pay to flips, you probably can play him uh, in Mutant Batman because he can handle a flank. Not by himself, but he will be a pretty good model. But the fact that he rolls one is just too bad. Yeah, one is, I mean, you literally can't flip over a model. <laughs> it's not good. You were 50-50 uncontested, which is <laughs> it's a, just so bad. Yeah, it's annoying. Uh, when your first interaction of the game, it's a miss uh, in, and you go down by a point because it's not great. Yeah, it's too bad. Mysterio's design is so awesome. I agree. I wish they just made him some a little more quality of life so he could see the table a lot more. Mm-hmm. I agree completely. Who else is missing from here? Carnage. Carnage. All right, yeah, the symbiotes, Venom and Carnage. Uh, Carnage uh, and Venom, can, I can put them in the same place, more or less. Uh, Venom is clearly a bit better than Carnage, but they still suffer a lot from the meta game we are currently having, which there's a lot of energy attackers and range for attackers, which they both don't really like. Having said so, I don't think Carnage is as bad as people think, because I've played against it and lost against it different times. He's clearly not the best, but uh, it's pity that they didn't uh, give him some quality of life during the last errata, because I think he deserved something else. Yeah, Carnage is a weird design. He feels like functioning properly, he can get kind of insane, where like he just heals all of his damage back and keeps killing models. So it feels like uh, there's definitely like a balancing point. Yeah, the meta is so bad for Carnage. Yeah, no, you can't do... I mean, it's still hard to one-shot, because 7 health, you still have to put 2 action into him, and not every model can do 7 damage into Carnage, especially because probably you will have cover, I hope so. Uh, But still, I don't think the payoff is that big enough, because currently he's not uh, really great at doing damage. He's just a better than average, but he's not Logan level, so it's not worth it. Right, yeah, he doesn't have any consistency. Like he he gets plus two dice, and then he makes a five dice, and there's he could just whiff. Like he has no mods. Yeah, he has no mods. He has no peers. Uh, the range is good, but I don't know. Now I don't see. I think he needs a little, something little. Maybe a, then if we get a new leader with uh, the box coming, maybe he has better synergy with him. But I don't know. Yeah, I think the meta would have to change, or he would have to get buffed, or something. Yeah, but I don't see Guardian going anywhere, even if they have Cosmic Ghost Rider. Like they're so strong. Yeah, I know. I agree. Okay, so we've got your. We have an affiliated card here with Sinister Traps. I don't see the other affiliated cards. No, 
And the other one is uh, Neogenity Combinator. I don't think it's not a good card. Yeah, you don't really have any of the the symbiotes or the models that heal uh, the damage off. And I guess Lizard's healing factor, but you're looking to play Ock and Goblin anyway. So just moving damage around doesn't seem super great. Sinister Trap, uh, I think, is one of... It's a very strong card. I guess I have some questions. When when do you typically think about bringing Sinister Traps? Is it every game? Is it matchup dependent? I mean, I've had games where into into foes where like they have Sinister Traps and I just like walk a grunt into it and just goes away. That's exactly. Uh, if the if you think your opponent is going to play grunts, you're not playing Sinister Traps. Every time your opponent doesn't have grunts uh, or your feeling is not going to play it, you're playing it. Uh, if uh, you blow Sinister Trap on Grant, uh, you, uh, you have wasted a card, essentially. How do you feel if they have things like Thanos, who can move your characters into it before you can do the same? Well, uh, depends on the Thanos. If it's um, classic uh, space reality, I think I can play around it. If it has the Mind Gem, probably I won't play Sinister Trap. Because uh, with the Mind Gem, it's too easy. I, I, I get... Uh, when my mother killed by my sister trap, so probably not. And then we talked about this is our day, which is the the new Doc Ock card. Needs no, I guess the jury's out. No one's really sure how great this card is or bad <laughs> if it is. We, I tried a little bit. I played against it. Uh, seems to be on the more on the bad side, but I still have hope for it to be decent. But uh, at least it's free. It's it's hard to pull a good uh, this is day tour. It's hard. It is free. Yeah. yeah for the listeners this card is like you can only play it when you're down on vps and then it's like anytime you i always get confused is it your opponent drops their extracts you place it within range three yeah when an alien drops the token you place it within three yeah then each time your model would be dazed your opponents take one damage if they're within two so yeah it's it's weird i don't know yeah i think it's a bit of a weird card but it's also a funny one and sometimes the dropping within three and you pick the the three not the opponent could be nice can save you points but it's weird that you have to have extra and be down in pp sometimes it's a bit awkward to play yeah basically it seems like you could play it to just make it so your opponent can't get your things like all your models become like shield grunts essentially yes so i could see it maybe on something like cubes where like you have a bunch of cubes and you've taken a bunch of damage and you're at that point where like okay my models are all going to die the problem is that if you have a bunch of cubes you 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 might be yeah you're head on vps right so you can't even play the card or tied because you can't play it even if you're tied yeah, it, it, man. Yeah, it feels weird. I don't know. It's a bit too limited as a card, probably, but I want to still uh, try it and see how it goes. And then we've got well-laid plans, which is kind of the linchpin here. Are you playing well-laid plans basically every game? I mean, it's not useful on Researcher, but... Yeah, of course. Um, if I play Goblin, yes. If I'm not, uh, of course I can't. So, But every time I play Goblin, I'm usually on a 4-plus crisis with the extract so i just like the cheap damage that you can put in with the card uh even sinister traps uh, i think it's more about the attrition swing it can lead to than the not letting the opponent get in the token because as spider force is you playing really plans you should you technically most of games you go behind in in points but then you swing back the turn after because you want to play with the plans to put damage and let them drop the token. Sinister Traps helps to put even more damage. Like Amazing Spider-Man can steal, uh, steal the central extra, for example, because if he gets damage, then he can place. But uh, Amazing Spider-Man doesn't like taking 
two or three damage for free. No, he doesn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, Web Warriors, now that Medpack, well, Medpack's been gone for a while now, but uh, they definitely hate the chip damage. I don't even like playing cubes in Web Warriors for that reason. Yeah, I don't think we're, I don't know, Connor. I don't know if Connor already. No, I don't think so. Okay, and then we've got Robbery, which is Rhino's card. It's pretty pretty standard. Every game with Rhino, playing this card. Yes, a funny thing, at WTC I played Rhino all the five games, and I think I I picked Robbery three times only, and, play, and played only once. <laughs> well, playing, I guess, is a different thing, but you brought Rhino five times, only brought the card three times. What were the two games that you didn't bring the card? Uh, because it were attrition game uh, with few extra. Uh, like the first game was against Magneto on Montesi and uh, Intrusion. So I felt I needed more uh, Duino Warrior. Also, Wakanda, it was Wakanda. So Wakanda is a bit more card heavy than Spider Fall. So, yes, the card is very strong. Like The model is not the card, the model is strong by, by itself. Yeah, that's probably something that the community isn't caught up yet with where. Rhino is probably good enough to play without that card. You don't you don't need it all the time, even though it is most of the time. We've got Juggernaut's card. Do you know who I am? It's a card that throws people long. I see this card with Juggernaut all the time. Kind of similar to Rhino with Robbery. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's just a very solid card. Uh, I don't think I ever played Juggernaut without. Even just if someone uh, turn one uh, overextend, you can throw them in a position where you can put more attack into him uh, or just throw a, a, a size 4 into into the character because he already interacted, so he has no power for praise. Uh, it's, it has a lot of use. Yeah, no, this card's extremely versatile and pretty much staple the Juggernaut all the time. We've got Eyes on the Prize, which is pretty standard these days with Bill. And you have with Supreme Strange here as well. I expect the card to be restricted or banned. Not, uh, not, not very far from now because he's ubiquitous. Like he's literally in every list. Yeah, it's kind of just in every list, and everyone feels they need to bring it. Probably candidate to be to be restricted or banned. We got mission objective here. I know most people play this card for enemy rhinos. This is also kind of a scenario team first, I think. No, it's just a solid card. You can pick between mission objective, uh, escort to safety, recalibration matrix. There's this like list for me of uh, generic, very solid card. You can just pick whatever you feel is best for your for your list. And I think uh, mission objective is is good for for Spider Force. And your restricted cards are brace and sacrifice. Brace is a no-brainer, and so sacrifice uh, just helps. You either pick sacrifice or indomitable. I think with uh, with Spider Force, I'm not a fan of Pacha. What is it about Pacha you don't like? Uh, I think it costs too much power. It costs the right amount of power because you sometimes healing five, and uh, if you also have some tanky models, so they can maybe use it better. But uh, I prefer to spend power in other stuff, and I like sacrifice because you give you the option to sometimes get priority while sacrificing to a model that's going to die. Yeah, it also has cool interactions with the Rhino. Sacrifice into Rhino, he can aggressive. Also better rebuild. Ah, yeah, same thing. Makes sense. A lot of these scenarios, except for one, it looks like. So we've got Mutant Madman and Infinity Formula, both map B. Are you taking these for the shape, mostly? I would say so. Uh, Mutant Madman, uh, you just have a bunch of models with uh, big bases and move and for physical defense, so you can flip uh, even if they are a character so uh, it's annoying for the opponent when you go there and flip the the, the trap uh, rolling to it so i think foes are around or overall are strong and 18 is probably one of the best threats level where you play at least for me infinity 
very strong uh, for wallet plans because you are assured to use wallet plans the second turn, assuming you're not interacting with the Green Goblin and the Cog. And the last is Riot. Riot is a bit tricky to play because uh, all the D, I think, are harder to play than other crises. That is a case, I don't know if you agree with this. And uh, you have Rhino is and Giant are very annoying at Riot. Uh, yeah, they get the free heals. They kind of move everywhere. Rhino's got tons of power. He can be on both multiple points and just heal two. Yeah, you, you can't kill him. It's like the most frustrating thing to play against, I would say. Uh, unless you one shot him somehow. Yeah, I've always felt Mutant Madman. Yeah, these all these all make a lot of sense. Mutant Madman was one of their best even a long time ago. Felt like they just have a bunch of medium base, medium movers with four health or four physical defense rather. Uh, and then the extracts we've got hammers, scroll, and Montessi. I, I normally I see foes players playing like cubes and spider infected. So where why are these missing? You could uh, switch uh, Montesi for spider infected. I would say they're pretty much on par. I like uh, Montesi because uh, I, I'm annoyed by spider infected uh, thing when they move you. So I don't. I'm, I think it's good for Spider Force, but sometimes can bring you to lose games because you're all bad on the spiders. So, I don't know. Montesi is the very basic crisis where you can just go ahead on point, uh, one point and defend it, defend the advantage. Or you just go down one and then play for, to catch up. Screws and Dumber are, I think, are just very solid for foes. You have high physical. You like to attack uh, even if you move a lot. So Ammers is nice. Also, Ammers, you can pick it up with Rhino without moving just from the ploy. So it's nice. The Hammer, yeah. And the Montesi book, I guess. Yeah, also. But yeah, also the medium base medium move lets you get to the close scroll. Do you ever consider playing Bill and Strange together on scrolls so you have eyes on the prize on both sides? Yes, I think it's a consideration you can make because uh, having both sides uh, means that deployment in the plot they can't like steal your in front of you uh, if you deploy the, the wrong side. So it, it's it's a nice thing. Well, so at twenty, then you have to put eleven, so you can go for Goblin, Rhino, the Cock. Uh, uh, Bill and Strange, uh, assuming you're playing at 23. I assume you lost priority and put this down. That makes sense. I know, I realized we missed uh, we missed Craven earlier. I was I wanted to ask you about Craven. Yeah, we missed Craven. Uh, Craven, uh, I think, still has more or less the same issue as Mysterio. I I don't think he plays well into what usually foes play. He's more of a kill the model. Actually, he has a pretty decent uh, damage output for a three threat. He's just um, not exceptional fast unless you have some kind of plays uh, that uh, spider Four doesn't bring and uh, he's not uh, really tanky. And I like it but even him I like him better in the criminal syndicate if I have to. He does have really good damage output. He builds a lot of power as well. I feel like he's he's also really close to being awesome. Yeah, I think uh, if the if FO get a new leadership with the new box with I would say Vulture should be a leader. Uh, but of course we don't know. Maybe he has a better synergy with Craven and we see Craven more in Spider Man. Yeah, maybe maybe there's uh, the new characters or new tactics cards or whatever help him out. I wanted to ask, what what are like your good matchups? Would you say for Spider Foes? Like, what are you excited to play into? I'm excited to play into Warriors, and uh, I think Wakanda is decent. 
because also Wakanda tend to have uh, high defense, uh, lower hit point models like the Panther, which ate the bombs, ate those stuff. I think you, you they are pretty decent into almost everything except the teams that really want you to bring into a, a, a battle uh, in the middle of the board. So if you're playing against, you're not uh, happy against Guardians, uh, you're not happy against uh, maybe Magneto Brotherhood and other uh, rosters that are suited more for killing than uh, winning on points. Against all rosters that plays for points, I think they're good. I don't have much reps into it. But I would say you should be fine. So, so bad matchups is basically just anything that wants to super scrum in the middle. Yeah, like Gamma, Demons, Researcher, uh, Intrusion. Uh, but it's not because uh, you have models are pretty much all tanky. So you can take it. You're just not good at dealing damage because you don't have uh, any model outside Rhino, which has essentially free actions. You, you don't have... Um, action a good action economy all around for infos yeah i feel like you want to be playing some kind of spread out game where you can chip people down and let rhino use his mobility that's how i see them they are a very mobile team because they, they are all pretty fast if someone was looking to pick up spider foes, what do you think they should focus on learning uh i think uh, you should as models or crisis because i think the most important for foes is learning how to play B and D crisis well, and how to understand when to move uh, characters from a flank to the others. Also, I think playing well uh, the basic Green Goblin and Doctor Octopus is a good start. Uh, also, playing well Rhino, but Rhino is not really hard to play. You just uh, uh, select the squishiest of their models and, and go and go for it. Essentially, it's even better if he has a token. And then once you did the job, run run away probably one to one of your secures, I would say. And also learn when uh, when to play sinister traps and when don't. Like you have to play play it a lot of time because sometimes you you learn that you place the trap in the wrong position. Sometimes you learn that you shouldn't have bring the traps because it's a strong card. But if you you position it bad or they have a counter to it, you waste the card. So do you have any tips for Sinister Traps specifically? Like things you look out for? Uh, don't play into Grooms. Uh, don't play into Colossus. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't get moved. <laughs> and uh, it's not very common, but there, it's not great into Claw because you're giving Claw a movement if he suicides something. And pretty much that's it. And usually you put it into the center position if there is one or one of the two sides. Yeah, having it on an objective that can be single moved to doesn't feel great. It's like they walk on, get pushed off, walk back, and they're safe anyways. So it's like, all right. You don't you don't put it on the like uh, scroll closest to the opponent because usually they have a model that can just move once and get it. Yeah, I think you want to be using this card to create just like an objective that nobody's getting. And then if it sits around, you can send people into it like with Juggernaut or something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, essentially, that's the point. Uh, uh, the, the opponent has two choices. Either uh, wait and sit or uh, take damage. I think usually taking damage is the wrong decision, decision but uh, depends on the matchup. Like if we're playing hammers, they put it out on a side hammer. I'm just like, okay, I guess we're just not going to play with that hammer, you know? Or just let the game develop and then start sending models over to it or look for opportunities to throw their models into it. 
Oh yes, also don't play since the traps. Uh, if you know you're facing a lot of push, a lot of advance that can uh, blow up your trap with your models because that's not fun. Yeah, I remember when Mystique was everywhere. Uh, just deceptioning people into traps was <laughs> not great. I asked you to make a mono Spider Foes roster for this episode, but you're known for, I would say you're known for having dual affiliated lists. Um, I just see a lot of them with Spider Foes. I don't know if that's if that's true or not, but uh, I mean, why? What do you normally dual affiliate with, and like, why do you feel like you need to do that? Usually, if I do affiliate with uh, Spider Foes, is uh, either because I have. Um, a side which likes to go second and a side that likes to go first. And usually spider force, I think they're better going second because you can select the threat and you have sinister traps, which is useful while going second, more than going first. Or you can build uh, and like this roster with the priority and no priority was the idea behind the mine at WTC with the Wakanda. Or you can build uh, a more like... Um, all-rounder roaster where the spider foes are more crisis-oriented and then you have something else to fight with guardians or team that uh, want just to play for attrition. Because foes suck, I think they're not great at attrition. They, they just aren't. Man, that's so cool. So you picked Wakanda as your duel for WTC because they wanted to go first. Were you doing the advanced R&D spirit stuff? Yes, I was. And the idea of the roster was born when I read The Spirit of Wakanda and I said, well, I can just play Rhino and Ancient One in Wakanda at 17, do advanced R&D with the Ancient One, play Spirit of Wakanda, Ancient One goes and steal the Central Extract, and then I have Rhino with three power ready to uh, kill someone, round one. And you can do the same with Juggernaut, because Juggernaut works like uh, Ancient One. You can just activate, play Advanced r get back to power, move, get other two, move again, get the central token, and jump back. So the, the idea of Wakanda was to steal the extra while playing uh, Spirit of Wakanda in the same activation. Yeah, that's generally the same, the game plan. I, it's funny you say that, because I've played that list a little bit since WTC, and... I've noticed it's much stronger when I have priority um, because you can be super proactive about that thing. Like your black cat can steal with priority and leave and like you can grab middle extracts and leave. And then, yeah, I like the the spider foes is like, oh, I lost priority. I can play like the catch up game with spider foes with well-laid plans and whatnot. Yeah, that was my my idea. And also well, in the virus pairing, I played the three times against Web Warrior, which I think I'm favorite with with, with Spider-Foes. And it's not that an easy matchup, but it's a matchup that I played a lot uh, from both sides because I played a lot of also Web Warrior and I I hate play against Spider-Foes. So I know from both sides what uh, how, how the game should uh, evolve, more or less, let's see. Yeah, I've always felt Spider-Foes were good into Web Warriors. It, I mean, it's kind of thematic. Uh, yeah, the the chip damage is brutal. I, I definitely, if I'm playing into them, I'm nervous. <laughs> like Rhino's already like frustrating to deal with. Yeah, also Rhino is the perfect model to King Gwen uh, because Gwen doesn't have anything uh, except Spider Tracker. But once Spider Tracker is gone and doesn't work on Stampede, uh, she's pretty much dead. Yeah, that's that's really awesome. Uh, I mean, before we did this cast, you were talking to me about Asgard is like another potential thing you've been playing. Yeah, uh, I 
I I'm looking at this list with uh, Dokok and uh, Dokok, the new Dokok leader with Asgard on the other side, which um, one of my friends played in the last tournament here. So I'm looking at it, uh, see if I can improve it or do something better. Uh, I think it's a decent idea because Asgard is pretty good at brawling, I would say. Uh, while Dokok is very good in spread out scenario crisis at moving around the tokens and try to just go item points, essentially. So it's a, I think it's a good fit. Interesting. So do you have As- Asgard plays more of a secure game here? So you bring like all the pay to flips? Yes. You. I mean, I think Asgard is more of a plan B when uh, the crisis goes wrong. Like you get the researcher and Montesi. I would play Asgard there. The, the battle will be in a line in the middle of the table. So you, you need uh, all the all the brawly stuff that you have. Um, I, I don't see Leeds are doing anything good in a crisis. Like even Rhino, even Rhino is not very good in research. Like um, you can, if you can't use his mobility, you're losing half of of him. Do you feel like Asgard gives you some game and fighting in the middle? Yes, because Odin's Blessing is a very powerful card. It's uh, especially against the models like Cosmic Strider. If uh, I play Asgard, I usually play also a model with exceptional healing, so I have two Odin's Blessing, essentially. So the opponent have really hard decision because he has to waste essentially two attacks, two big attacks, and they're going, they're doing nothing because one is maybe I sacrifice on Lizard that he plays exceptionally if he has the power. Or uh, any Asgard model can just uh, nullify an opponent attack. I think those two cards are already very strong. Are very strong together. Is there anything other other factions you toy around with or? No, currently not. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm playing other faction, but not with foes. Uh, but yes, with foes, uh, I, I have to look for something. Uh, usually, I pick my four or five foes model, and then I pick. The rest is uh, another team that is better just at fighting. You can pick whatever you like, but uh, I don't know. I have to te- I, maybe Brotherhood. You can do something with Magneto, even if I don't think Magneto is particularly strong right now. Maybe the new the new Steve Rogers because it's a very it's a very fight oriented leadership, which work decent with the cock the new the new one because essentially with. Uh, with one power, you're, you're doing tweets. Yeah, the new Doc Ock can definitely make power off Steve Steve 3's leadership, which is uh, not something that really anyone else can do. Yeah, it's a nice leadership. Uh, it's clunkier than what I thought after playing it on the table, but it's still good. Is there anything that you think we missed or uh, anything you want to say? I don't know if we missed uh, some model from Spider Force. Uh, Kingpin is not really a Spider Force, I would say. Uh, is in the roster, but I, I don't see Kingpin being played. Uh, uh, maybe with Dokok too, but it's too slow. The whole foe's philosophy is kind of about mobility. Kingpin is just is not, not mobility. <laughs> no, it's not worth it. It's a good uh, fight model, but if they have the tool to move it, uh, it just moves two, two times every turn, which doesn't feel particularly good. Yeah, and even if you played him with the new Dokok, I feel like people would still just ignore him. And then he doesn't get anything from the leadership. I'd personally love to see them release a Spider Foes card for Kingpin to make him worth playing. 
maybe if he had like an awesome card that was affiliated, people would think about bringing him. I think that'd be fun. Uh, that would be nice, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for the new box. I hope they give them a card, uh, maybe which uh, incentivize you to bring more foes, because I think currently foes essentially bring three models, and then you bring splashes. Uh, so maybe a decent uh, a card that uh, I, I'm not saying that they have to have give them something like Avenger Assemble. Maybe not. But something like um, Misfits from Guardians, even if it's very strong, uh, something that lets you play more spider foes on the table. I've said this a long time ago. I was like, yeah, I want AMG to release cards that want you to play affiliated models. Like Wakanda Forever is the perfect example. Yeah, like every affiliation should have some kind of card that rewards you by playing more affiliated models. All right, so I have some fun questions. Uh, I'm going to ask you, what is your most wanted character in MCP that's not in the game yet? Uh, Silver Surfer, I would say. Oh, hell yeah. I think uh, I, I, like, I buy it uh, even before it come out, if it's possible. Like It's just one of my favorite Marvel characters. So I would really like to see it. Yeah, Yeah, Silver Surfer is awesome. I just know his sculpt would be sweet. You could do... I'm just waiting for that, him to release because I want to do a chrome paint job on him. Oh, man, it'd be so cool. And I would like to see, like... Um, a Galactus leadership where Galactus you don't play it and it's just uh, the tactic cards are Galactus that like interact with, with the characters and do stuff. Yeah, that'd be super interesting. I don't I would love to see them implement Galactus in some way in this game, not as a playable character per se, and like hopefully not like Dormammu. Yeah, yeah, not like Dormammu or Malekith or something like that, but more of like a maybe he's like the crisis or uh maybe he has cards and maybe you have like a convocation style leadership right that's like you're the herald yeah that would be cool are you on team heroes or team villains uh definitely villains i play much more villains and i perform better with villains <laughs> that's good we don't have enough villain players i feel like sploosh is like sploosh is a villains fan and he wants to know this from all the all the guests do you have anything you want to plug? Any local scenes? Any content you make? Anything at all? We make a podcast, but currently it's only in Italian, so I don't think many listeners can uh, can understand it. But uh, we we do have it currently, and we hope to grow our community, which is still kind of little, but uh, it's it's slowly growing. What's the name of it? The podcast uh, is called Sancta Santorum. Uh, who's on that with you? Uh, he's uh, one of my teammates, Giacomo, and uh, there's uh, another guy, another two guys that were in the other Italian team, and uh, another like main uh, community creator that we have here for our game. Very cool. Do you have any uh, Do you have any events happening in Italy soonish next year on the schedule? I think the, we have a. Uh, they're still looking for the dates, but we will have a two-day tournament uh, next year for sure. I think the idea was to do it in May, but uh, I have to, to speak with the organizer because we still have to, to look into it. And uh, so probably going to invite all, all people that want to come. So even from abroad, uh, I mean, if you want to come, you're welcome. It's very far. Uh yeah, and uh, I think I talked to Norbert briefly about this. 
is it in uh, northern Italy somewhere? Was it Milan or? See, uh, yes, uh, the idea was to do it either in Milan or Genova, one of the two, because the two biggest community are there. Yeah, my family is, uh, my grandparents are from Calabria. Oh. So I've been to Italy a couple times. Uh, I, I think if I didn't have family in America and I didn't, like if my family just disappeared and I was alone randomly, I would move to Italy and just live there. <laughs> I love Italy. It's great. Yeah, it's a nice place. All right, Tommaso, thank you for coming on. And uh, we listeners, thank you for listening. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.